from Ringler, this is Ringler Radio, a podcast where we keep you current on the latest news from the settlement industry, updates on nationwide litigation, trends in the legal and insurance industries, and everything in between. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. So when it comes to objective settlement solutions, the consultants at Ringler are your go-to experts. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I'm your host, Phil Krause. And I'm Matt Ross. You know, Phil, as we were thinking about our first episode, we couldn't help but land on the fact that settlement planning is a crucial part of the overall settlement process. It addresses needs, obstacles, and solutions for the future. And because of that, the role of the settlement consultant is vital to understand, which is why we decided to welcome two of our best to come on and shed some light on what a settlement consultant does. Today, we welcome Bill Wright who leads the Atlanta area office at Ringler and holds more than 25 years of experience in settlement planning, financial risk management, and insurance. We also welcome Manny Valdez, who's a partner of the Valdez team at Ringler, located in San Diego, California. Manny has over 20 years of experience guiding his clients through complex settlement solutions. Bill and Manny both share great insights into what they both do, but we can't get started until we thank our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our friends at American General Life Company. Berkshire Hathaway, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, Pacific Life, Prudential, and USAA. Ringler is proud to partner with each of these companies as they provide competitive products for individuals seeking security for their financial futures. Bill and Manny, thanks for taking time out of your schedule today to join us for today's episode. Thanks, Phil. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you guys. I really appreciate the opportunity to to be here with you. It's a uh, it's a real honor, and I'm excited to uh, get this session going. Yeah, we're we're really excited on our end. And like I said, let's get started and talk about today's episode, which is what does a structured settlement consultant do? So, in a nutshell, Bill and Manny, tell us about your experiences working with your clients. Thanks, Phil. Just really briefly, what I tell people, you know, how I explain it to our clients, to injured people and their families, or at you know cocktail parties, I tell people that. My job that I love to do every day is to help injured people and their families make smart decisions with their settlement money. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with Bill. Yeah, I think what we have the opportunity to do is is really work with each individual client. And, you know, for for you know, each respective plaintiff, they all have their own goals and needs. And so we're able to kind of roll up our sleeves, learn about them, and tailor a plan that is gonna best match up with what they see going forward. And you know, I think our our solution just has such tremendous benefits. We have, you know, tax-free benefits that come from in, for individuals that are involved in a personal physical injury, and if they're, you know, personal injury type case, injury type case, but there's no physical component, you're still able to enjoy the use of a structured settlement by deferring the tax obligation to future years, and at the same time allow for growth in that deferral. You know, Maddie, that's a great point, and for a lot of our listeners, they may not appreciate that in this. Unfortunately, this day and age that there's a lot of hyper divides in the political area, structured settlements is one of the areas that was really a great bipartisan solution. And Congress really uh, Congress really got behind the structured settlement concept, you know, 40 years ago and codified the tax-free and tax-deferred benefits of structured settlements. So it's really a great success story for our clients. For sure. So Manny, you said you, obviously, when you're speaking with everyone and you're working with clients, you roll up your sleeves, you get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, I'm wondering if if there's any general misconceptions that you come across in your work when you're working with clients. 
Yeah, you know, Matt, there certainly are. I would say there's probably two of them that that come up frequently. And, and I think within those two, there's, you know, kind of some subcategories. But oftentimes, I just hear that they're not interested in a structured settlement. And, you know, the reasons why I typically hear is interest rates are too low. You know, my plaintiff is sophisticated. They know how to handle the money or the settlement's not big enough. And the other one that I hear is it's just too time consuming, you know, and, and so I think there's ways in which we can we can navigate that. I'd love to you know hear Bill kind of shed some light on those as well. But, you know, our solution is, is really not something that you can compare with the market. You know, when you're investing in the market, sure, you have an opportunity to earn a lot of money, but at the same time, you can lose a lot of money. And what we're doing is we're trying to provide the financial security that these individuals and families need so that they are protected going forward. Yeah, Manny, those are great points. And you work with plaintiffs quite often. You know, I can give some perspective. If we're on the case from the defense side, there's a lot of misconceptions about, you know, sometimes they think that they're going to, you know, make the plaintiff settle with a structured settlement or that it's going to um, be some kind of magic wand or, or like you said, that it adds a lot or too much complexity or too much time to the process. And we do a lot of work to make sure that we educate people on what the process is, what's involved, and really what the what the reality is, what the benefits are for both sides to make it a win-win solution. That's really a great point, Bill and Manny. And, uh, you know, I heard you say time consuming was maybe one of those myths. And I often think about the time that you put in to educate clients. And really without that, I see the settlement could potentially be even more time consuming. So, you know, with that said, it sounds like clients may have a misunderstanding of the value of the solutions that you bring to the table. So maybe you can give us an idea of what are some of the things that you do to provide insights to clients to really help them understand that value? Yeah, Phil, that's a great question. And that's an important area because that's something that we're constantly doing. I know that Manny and his team are doing this all the time too. It, and I really look at it as that, you know, we do it and enjoy doing it both on the macro level and then kind of on the case level, the micro level. And at the macro level, you know, we are, and my colleagues across Wrangler are using multiple social media platforms. We're speaking at conferences um, and seminars and even, even small local groups, both on the defense side and the trial attorneys. And then on the case by case level, you know, we have to educate like on the defense side, the attorneys, the claims professionals at the insurance company and to discover what the facts are about the case, find out what their goals are for settlement, find out what the best case and acceptable solution set is, and then how to integrate what we do into their settlement strategy. Yeah, I like the kind of the the, the micro and macro approach. I think, you know, with with a lot of the, the, the macro stuff, you know, we, we too you know, are very active in in our social media messaging conventions, you know, just trying to get out the, the the different messages that certainly apply. But yeah, I think when we have the opportunity to, you know, maybe we're not working on a case, but we're able to engage with our clients. We're just trying to share anything new that may be, you know, coming up in the industry. You know, maybe it's something that we just learned from a past case that we were able to work through. Maybe it was some, there's some complexities to it. And, um, you know, we learned something kind of along the way. And so certainly always looking to share those thoughts. I think when we're dealing with those individual cases, really diving into that discovery phase is is very critical. It, it allows for us to really flush things out, put all the various uh, components of the case that we need to work through on the table. And then at the same time, we can share, you know, maybe different um, timeframes, you know, or things that we foresee happening um, on that case. So the education, I, I agree, is, is 100% critical, and we have to continue to do that. So both of you said something about messaging in uh, these last comments. And, you know, for years, the industry is referred to a structured settlement 
consultant as a broker or someone that just basically shops race all the time. And Ringler here at Ringler, we've tried to move away from that. We we feel our professionals are consultants at the end of the day. And I'm curious if you could kind of highlight what that difference is. Well, I, I can tell you, and, and, and I know that Bill is probably going to be right behind me on this. I just, I've never liked the word broker from the first day that I started. You know, there, there's just something about it that makes it feel very transactional. You know, like it's a, it's a distant type role within the within the uh, the settlement process, and it's just not who we are. You know, we really are a relationship driven company. It's it's what makes us successful in implementing plans for our clients. And you know, I I, I look to us more as like that settlement consultant, settlement planner role. We're there, you know, hand in hand working with them to find the best solution possible. Yes, Maddie, I completely agree. And, you know, you and I were talking recently and you brought up a great point. And you said that our professional designation in our industry is a certified structured settlement consultant, because that's what that's what we train to do. That's what we advocate doing, because not only do we use structured settlements, but we use a number of other tools to help bring the best solution set to, to clients and to help get cases settled. And again, my my thought on this is that it all goes back to the discovery, as we call it, and that is learning the facts of the case to learn about what can be used, regardless of what side of the case you come in on, which tools can be used to help them get the case resolved in an equitable manner. Yeah, I was, I was going to add just you know one more thing on there, which is which is on the um, you know just the the education side of it, which is I think you know we really have to keep educating our clients that we are consultants, right? I mean, don't don't limit us just to, hey, I need some structured settlement numbers, run this for us. You know, get us involved early. Let's work together and really find what's going to work for everyone, right? And that's why we have our slogan, everybody wins. That's a, that's a great point. But Manny, I, I really heard you say in, in everything that you and Bill have been saying is it's really about who we are, you know, and ultimately we're not transactional as a consultant you're really drawing from your experiences and the experiences of the community at Ringler. And so, you know, I had a question for both of you from those experiences, since you've seen thousands and thousands of cases, what pitfalls, you know, might your clients have avoided if they were to engage somebody like you? Phil, that's a, you know, that's another good question. And there's, that's a challenging one because most often what I've seen is, and again, regardless of which side of the case I've come in on, is that Oftentimes, one of the big pitfalls for the plaintiff or for the injured party is premature dissipation of the settlement funds. They believe they can handle it or that they can manage it when those settlements are intended for a lifetime of medical needs or a lifetime of income supplement or replacement, and they, you know, it's dissipated or squandered too early. It's what a structured settlement really was intended for. You know, the other, um, some of the other pitfalls in, say, from the defense side is that they didn't leverage the opportunity that we can bring to bridge the gap in settlement negotiations and they lose the opportunity to settle the case. And, you know, one of the pitfalls for the defense side is that they end up going to trial and getting banged at trial. It's a win for the plaintiff, but it's a pitfall for the defense. So they've failed to use that opportunity. And kind of going along the lines with, you know, what, what Bill is saying on you know, the dissipation of funds, I, we've all heard the stories. We can almost go, you know, round and round for hours about you know, whether it's personal injury settlements, lottery winners, entertainers. I mean, it's just when you have money, regardless of how sophisticated you are, it just can go quick if you're not careful of, of how you're handling it. So I think that's a big one, certain that Bill hit on. I think the other one, and again, oftentimes we really don't know what's happening afterwards. You know, cases settle and 
there's just no mechanism for us to really touch base with the plaintiffs and, and stay in touch. And they, they may lose their public benefits if they had public benefits. You know, maybe they just didn't manage things the right way and, and they accidentally got disqualified because of misuse of the funds. But, you know, just money in general, yeah, it, it has a, 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 it can do a funny thing, right, to people. And, you know, people always think, hey, if I had this much money, my life would be totally different and, and this much better. And it, it's just not always true. So, you know, I think we just have, you know, a duty and obligation, you know, to the plaintiff to make sure that we are exhausting our efforts to educate them as best as possible. So at the end of the day, they can make an informed decision. You both talked a little bit about how you solve problems for your clients. And I'm curious if there's a case in recent memory where you were pivotal with providing that solution that needed to happen in order to kind of overcome a major settlement roadblock that was preventing the case from actually settling. Yeah, you know, Matt, I just had a case very, very similar in terms of you know how you're posing the question, which was complex in that it was there was a workers' compensation case and a third party case associated with it as well. And there's just tons of parties. There's, you know, a plaintiff attorney on again the, the PI side and the work comp. There's defense attorneys, of course, you know, insurance companies, TPA. Um, the plaintiff was uh, was an adult but uh, did not have capacity, so there was a conservator in place. And you know, we just had a lot of moving parts to it. We had, there was you know present value numbers being thrown around. Uh, Medicare set aside, CMS approval. I mean, things that that are important in terms of what we do, but a lot of them just don't have experience with what the process is. And so I felt in this particular case that I was able to bring a lot of value because I was just giving them education as to here's what I anticipate happening next. Or, you know, we're here. And now I think what we may want to do is we, we may want to ask these questions. And at the end of the day, I just felt from the comments that were shared with me, shared to me by my uh, clients is that they just felt that there wasn't anything that I couldn't address for them. And they just felt that peace knowing that they had the right person on their team. Yeah, Maddie, that's a, Maddie, that's a great story. And that's a lot of the value that we bring to the case. I, I've got an example also, and it's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, but it also is very illustrative in that it was, it was an old fashioned case of, or a situation where you know, the defense side said, we'll never pay more than X. And the plaintiff side said, we'll never accept less than Y. And what I did was continue to ask questions this time of the defense attorney and get him to dig into the actual litigation discovery they had did to answer some questions. And then using the mediator in that case to learn more about what the objections were in the plaintiff's room and really using a structured settlement to, you know, to find where where they could get some overlap. If you remember, I always refer to it as if you remember in school, the old Venn diagrams where you draw one circle and then you draw another circle and you get them to intersect. That's what you're trying to do in negotiations is just to get those circles to touch and overlap just a little bit. So you find what they'll pay and what they'll accept. And that's what we were able to do using a structure to really address the plaintiff's specific needs in the future. And and Manny, I, I heard you talk about you know, the moving parts that you have to deal with within a case and, and kind of consider. And Bill, you mentioned, you know, possible objections or maybe obstacles that exist in the future. So, you know, what I've learned from that is essentially getting you involved early in a case is really, really important. So what do you see as essentially some of the benefits of getting you involved earlier as opposed to later in a case and how that might make your job maybe more difficult uh, in terms of accomplishing some of the things you can with the client? Yes. Phil, we always like to preach early is better than later because it's true. The earlier we're involved in a case, the more we can know about 
the specifics of the case, the facts. Again, it goes back to doing the discovery, and that is learning what are the what's unique about the injured party, what's unique about the case, what's unique about the uh, about the carrier's settlement strategy. If we have to help them, you know, in their evaluation and dovetail what we do to their negotiation strategy, and the sooner we can do that, like. Manny very aptly said, you know, it's better than coming in at the last minute and saying, oh, here, just run these numbers. Well, the numbers are the numbers are kind of meaningless if we don't know how those numbers are going to be applied or what the unique situation in the case is. And I, I mean, Bill, that I know that we've used the word, you know, discovery so many times, but it, it really is that critical. And that's the message that I agree 100 percent with trying to get across. You know, it's the discovery part. It's getting to the plaintiff to educate them. Um, with sufficient time for them to understand what their options are. I don't know what the percent is, but it, it's it's a high percent we're brought in at the last minute. And, you know, it's certainly doable, obviously. We, we get through those times and, and at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're able to deliver. But it's a, at times a lifelong decision that these plaintiffs are making. And it's difficult for them to make a quick decision like that once a case settles. You know, when when, when a case settles, everyone involved wants to just you know, hammer out the settlement agreement, finalize stuff in, in the next five days. And for someone who's been waiting, you know, the plaintiff who, who's been waiting possibly two to three years, you know, for this day to come when they actually can receive money from a settlement and then to speed things up for them, you know, it just, it probably, uh, you know, makes them not want to structure. And, and that's maybe why we aren't, you know, successful some of the times in getting them to understand the value of structures just because they maybe feel rushed and the easier answer is just to say no. And so, I think, you know, when everyone can understand that there is education that needs to happen, we don't have to run illustrations. We can just talk to them about numbers. You know, we don't need to overpromise what they may be getting. So those are really the benefits that that I think getting us involved early enough does. Yeah. And Manny, to come in on that point, that's, you know, a great point. It's oftentimes talking to people, not just running numbers, but it's talking to them and finding out what it is that, regardless of which side of the case, what they need, what they need to do. And again, I said better early than late, but better late than never. Because one thing that I know that you guys and your team are great at doing is solving problems on the fly at the last minute. And I think that's what all of our colleagues at Ringler are experts at doing. And that is helping people pivot you know, late in the game to ensure that the settlements are done the right way. So Bill and Manny, those are all the questions Phil and I had for you today. But for our listeners, if you have additional questions for Bill or Manny or any one of our consultants, you can absolutely reach out to them. We're going to have information in this podcast description about how you can do that. But I just want to pause and say, Bill, right? Manny Valdez, thank you very much for your time today. We really appreciate it. It was it was an absolute pleasure. Um, I had a great time with Bill and, and thank you, Phil and Matt, for uh, steering us along the way. Thanks, you guys. I really enjoyed being here with you today. Once again, just want to thank Bill and Manny for joining us today. And Matt, we should also thank our sponsors. Yes, that's right, Phil. So this episode is brought to you again by our friends at American General Life Company, Berkshire Hathaway, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, Pacific Life, Prudential, and USAA. Ringler is proud to partner with each of these companies as they provide competitive products for individuals seeking security for their financial futures. Until next time, take care, everybody. Have a great day. Ringler Radio is a production of Ringler Associates. All of the opinions expressed by the participants of this podcast are their own and do not represent any legal, tax, or financial advice from Ringler Associates. 
For more information about how to work with Ringler, visit www.ringlerassociates.com.